in an effort to take you higher, um, I was on WTSB.com today, and there was a story, and it said, no pride parade? Here are some ways to still celebrate. Um, and then I started just kind of wondering if there was going to be maybe not a pride parade, if it's saying not a pride parade, but I didn't think that would stop people from maybe taking to the streets anyway because uh, we have the largest pride parade here, the largest one in Florida and one of the largest ones in the country right here in St. Pete. And then JR told me my man Miguel was calling in. Miguel, what's going on? I'm good, just having a cocktail, making some steak, celebrating oh. gay. Okay, okay. This is what we got to <laughs> relax, Miguel. This is what I like. All right, you're cooking a steak, you're sipping on a little something. First, I have to tell you, Miguel, I miss you. Um, I, miss- I feel like it's been like three years since I've seen you in the office. Yeah, yeah. I miss randomly interwork interrupting your work day and uh laughing and joking with you uh what else do i miss i miss uh touching you inappropriately no i don't do that mm. no now sometimes you do but it's always super fun <laughs> okay here's what i realized from uh just some other friends of mine just like um this is how i feel yeah i might be wrong just like a gay man can touch on a straight woman i think a straight man can touch on a gay man I would agree with that. I mean, obviously, it has to be wanted, and it can't be just completely random. Well, I like to grab your chest and say, you sexy man. Listen, if anybody's (laughs) calling me sexy, it's fair game. You can touch whatever, do whatever, as long as someone's calling me sexy. Okay. Now, what's going with the steak? You got the cocktail and you got the steak. Just set the mood for us here a little bit. Yeah. So we got uh, a couple of sexy steaks from when Dick. Uh-huh. Uh, peppering them, salt, coarse salt, uh, a little thyme, a little rosemary. We're Uh-oh. putting them in the uh, sous-, sous vide, and then going to sear them uh, on the grill afterwards. Now, Miguel, I got a sous vide for my birthday, and I got to tell you, it's changed my life. It is amazing. Like I, I thought it was going to be one of those situations where uh, we buy it, we use it once, and then it just collects dust. Right. But the steak is just so damn perfect it is that perfect. we use it probably once a week yeah i use it um i actually i have it going on some lamb chops right now um but Ooh. well i've gotten bored with every yeah. other traditional type of meat so now i'm trying to uh lamb is exotic for me <laughs> it's like the gay meat okay all right now i have a question i got a <laughs> i have a serious question for you um before okay. we get into how pride is being celebrated and June is Pride Month, correct? It is. I told you, Spike. My bad. Okay, okay. <laughs> how does your, with with everything that's going on right now, I've been curious, and this is something I would have asked you in your office off the air. How does your blackness intersect with your gayness? What? It is all very much interconnected because, I mean, there are, struggles that black people go through go through yeah in the uh in the gay community uh because there's i mean that's why like even in atlanta where i'm from they have like their own black pride um and it's separate from the quote-unquote mainstream pride Mm. because i mean i was literally just having this conversation 
um, the other day with a friend who's single, and I was like, do you see any of those people anymore on Grindr, the dating app, that have on their profile no fat, fems, blacks, or Asians? Because when I was single, I used to see that all the time. Oh, my God. And it was always so disgusting to me. Yeah. And I had so many discussions with friends that'd be like, well, I'm not racist, but I, I, I don't, I would never date a black guy, but I love you, Miguel, as a friend, but I mean, it's just a preference. And it's mm. like, wait, but why is that a preference? So these discussions have been happening in the gay community for a long time. And I think over the past couple of years, we've really been shining a spotlight on black trans women in the community because they are being murdered at an ungodly rate. Right. Wow. Um, and, and that is, oh, man, I have so many questions that I could ask you centered around this because you you could go, okay, you could go to all of the rallies and they're all kind of a win if they're successful. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, you could go to a, you could go to a, this is the way I look at it. If when gay people advance, I think society advances in general. That's the one instance mm. where one instance where I think the all you know the what is it the the tide rises all boats. I, that's when I think yeah. it's accurate when we have breakthroughs like the the last Supreme Court. Like oh my God, it took us that long to figure out that you can't fire people for their sexual sexual orientation. Like that, where have we what have we been doing all this time? You know, right? No, absolutely. I, I totally, 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 totally agree with you on that. Yeah. That it's one of those situations where there are so many gay people that you don't even know are around you. And that's what's always so funny to me is um, over the years now, I've had lots of bone listeners will come up to me at events and their wife will be like, oh, my God, I listen to your morning show or I listen to y'all's Uncensored podcast. And the right. husband will be like, oh, well, I hear you on the bone every now and then. But I start listening to your podcast and I didn't think that I would like gay people like that. And I'm like. You would be surprised how many gay people you know, but they never come out because they just want to do their job and, like, live their life. I'm not trying to make a proclamation, but when yeah. you are able to have the right that everybody has to live your life normally, it makes you live more comfortably and you do better in all aspects of your life. Mm, I agree. So how, Miguel, how how are you celebrating Pride? How is Pride... Like, like, what's going to happen? Is the celebration going to shift to something online? Because I, that's just not enough to celebrate well, Pride. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Um, pride, the reason why Pride is in June in the first place is because of the Stonewall riot. Mm-hmm. And it started and was led by a black trans woman, Marsha P. Johnson. And so that's the whole reason why we do Pride in June is it started through, I think it was a three-day riot in New York at the Stonewall Inn. So this is basically like taking it back to our roots. So this is how it all started. And so that's why you've seen lots of gay people rainbow flags at the Black Lives Matter protest, because that's how it all began. Mm -hmm. So we're taking a pause this year on the parades and the festivals and the fun, because we're hurting and we need some help as black people. And I will say that a lot of the white gays that I know and lesbians and transgender people are stepping up to help out and protest or donate or offer resources for allies that are like, how do I not be racist? Wow, man, I never thought about yeah. 
racism in the gay community, which I don't know why, like, duh, there's racism kind of goes through all communities the same. There's not like a special, hmm, I don't know. I saw yeah, a guy, oh no, it is there. I saw a guy one time with, it was a Confederate rainbow sticker. <laughs> and I was like, man, there was just, I think I might have, I, I thought about that all day. And I was like, there was, I thought it hit me so hard. I didn't even take a picture of it. I was just like, there are levels upon levels with this guy that I don't even. That would be something Joe Exotic would have. What? Like what? Yeah, <laughs> Joe Exotic would have like a Confederate rainbow sticker or something. Yeah, he would. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, you'll be having a good time yeah. with you. Then he'll be N-word left and right. Be like, <laughs> Damn, man, come on. Hell come on. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, it's. Well, I mean, I remember back during the election the first time um, there was and I, I don't know the the uh, I don't know if this was just like a funny meme or if this is true, but there was like a twink for Trump um, group that was <laughs> okay. that existed. And I don't know if that's for real or not, but I remember seeing it. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, they're, yeah, they're uh, I'm, I'm sure you could find, you know, you could find pretty much whatever, you know. Um, so, Miguel, tell me how the. The all of this, the coronavirus, like how do you feel about it right now? Where are you with the whole corona, uh, COVID nineteen virus? Um, I, I feel like when you ask somebody how are you with everything, it's like, well, give me ten minutes to sort of go through <laughs> my sadness, my grief, my um, happiness that I thankfully have been able to have a job and save money by not doing anything. But then yes. sadness because, like, my mom um, is furloughed, uh, like, four or five or once uh, once a week every month. Mm. Um, you know, so there's so many emotions that go along with it. I just wish that it, was, it would not have been politicized. I wish that from the beginning it would have been like, hey, we as a people need to come together to protect those that are vulnerable and need help. So let's just do the right thing and protect those people that need help. But like everything with our president, it becomes a political issue. And now it's a, well, I'm not going to wear a mask because it's my God-given right to breathe the air. Well, absolutely. You can do whatever you want to do. But you have to know that when you go and do all these things and you're around all these people and then you go back home, you're endangering all these people. And that's just what's the most, to me, the most frustrating part is that, even when we talk about it on our show, and we, I try not to get political on our show, but even just saying, hey, we now can't, or you have to wear a mask inside, and then we get messages from people being like, you liberal media, you're just trying to spread lies. And I'm like, dude, I literally just read the press release from the city of St. Pete and the city of Tampa. Like, <laughs> what else do you want me to do? But that's where we are right now. So it's, like I said, it's a... a, a a mix of complicated emotions right now. Mm. Uh, by the way, for people who are unaware, we're talking to Miguel from Miguel and Holly uh, Morning Show at Hot 101.5, just like right next door from the Bone Studio. Uh, yeah, man. I will say once the mass thing went political, I thought that was one of the saddest turns that this entire thing could take, where – you listen to a doctor. Oh, and when they tried to dirty up Fauci, when they tried to make him look like when people started turning on him, and I'm like, that's a doctor, and you're, mm -hmm. you're letting the idiot turn you on the – oh, it, I was just like, I, I can't even really talk to people anymore <laughs> if you don't get it. And, and I can talk to somebody for like 30 seconds about the coronavirus, and if you don't get it, 
my conversation changes with you because <laughs> I can't right. talk to you right. in understanding Absolutely. it. Right. Right. I mean, to me, it's sort of like in, in I, I, I have to preface this by saying that, you know, um, I am a, a spiritual person. I'm not atheist by any means. And if you are, that's fine, too. If you're a religious person, that's cool. But I learned in college during the 2004 uh, Kerry versus Bush uh-huh. uh, election when I started like a Young Democrats club on my campus. And I was right. really spirited. And that's when I was like, oh, I can change the world. Maybe I can be president one day. But I noticed that whenever I would have a debate with someone and as soon as they would say, well, in the Bible, mm. and I would immediately be like, you know what? We can't even have a conversation because if you use that for politics and governing people, yeah, there's no give. There's no debate. You're going to shut everybody down. And that's what this has turned what our president has turned this into, where everybody else is the evil person and it's him and his people against everyone else and there's no sort of let's bring people together because what i've always said about politics is that listen republicans democrats libertarians we all want we all want a great america we just think that we uh should get there in different ways but we all want a great america but with the president we have he just conquers and divides everybody and there's no unison at all there's no there's no bringing together No. Well, there you go. I see where you are with the coronavirus. <laughs> hey, Miguel, this is Spike. Miguel, this is Spike. And this um, this is not going to be a dumb question, but this is a question I want to ask. It might be dumb, Miguel. <laughs> yeah, it might be dumb. <laughs> All right. Earlier you had said that you got Yeah, you guys said that you putting a pause on the march on the uh, what the pride parades and all that. Now, with all the progress that has been made, and you're not speaking for all gays, by putting a pause on this thing there, do you think it's going to maybe stop all the progress that has been made over the years? Pause it. No. So no, it- absolutely not. The the parade and the, the festival and all the, the uh, events that we do for Pride Week, it's sort of like a culmination of all the work that we've done since the Stonewall riot. So it doesn't take it back because, listen, there's still work that's being done behind the scenes. Okay. We have lots of groups like the Human Rights Campaign, Equality Florida, that are still doing the behind-the-scenes work where it counts, where it's in the law and in, in, in helping uh, transgender people. You know, there's still work that's being done. The festival and the parade, that's just sort of like, hey, we're here we are visible. Look at all of our allies. Look right. at all of the businesses and the people that support us. I mean, just think, St. Pete Pride, I think it's on its 20th year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was like a small little contingency of people for the first year. And now it's grown into this massive behemoth, 260,000 people. You can't stop that progress just because we don't have a parade or a festival. Cool. It's going to keep going. Well, I'm going to miss it because um, the street that I live on is one of the streets where the parade gets like rerouted through our staging area. And, I mean, just sitting on my front porch, I tell you what, if you want to see 100 naked men on the back of a, <laughs> a school bus with the top cut off, uh, dancing with no music, <laughs> Dancing for like 30 minutes with no music I'm, I'm more impressed with that I'm like the party is going Anyway <laughs> Miguel you know well, you I love know you man yeah, Go ahead Well I was just going to say that When you asked me I didn't answer that question Because 
I've had a couple of glasses of a cocktail, and so I tend to get on my soapbox, and mm-hmm. I don't use my uh, radio brain. I'm just talking. Um, but I think this is the year for pride for everybody to do it individually and to okay. sort of reflect on how far we've come and what how we need to shine a light on other marginalized communities in our group like black trans women who are being murdered. This is the time to sort of take that moment, reflect, and then know and figure out what other work we need to keep doing to keep moving the needle forward. Okay, now, Miguel, a couple of things. I know we got to go to break. You got to eat those steaks. We were planning to do an all-trans show before we all got kicked out of the studio, and I was going to reach out to you uh, because we just wanted to have a roundtable because I realize when it comes to the struggle, the struggle of all struggles, the ultimate struggle is for the black trans woman in this country. And right. you can pretty much measure how everybody's doing by how we treat the least amongst us. And that and right now, I don't think and, and, and I, that's what I want to talk to you about a little bit later. The black trans struggle has not reached the forefront of the struggle yet. I think that they are set to have their own moment. Oh, absolutely. I Absolutely. I mean, I got to give credit to Safety Pride mm-hmm. for a couple of years ago during before the main parade starts. We now do a trans parade that right. starts like an hour before the main parade. Okay. And I think that we're going to see, I, I can guarantee you, I bet next year, we're going to reach a moment where we need to put a spotlight on black trans women and have them lead that part and- of the Grade. Well, they need help right now. And when you say spotlight, spotlight to me sounds like synonymous with, hey, uh, not all lives matter, but black trans lives matter. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that all gay lives don't matter, but right, black trans, like it's going to have right. to get specific. Absolutely. And, and, and you know what? It, it has. It, it has. Right. And you're also going to need from the other side, when you're talking about allies, there was a lot of conversation of men that have trans women in their trans black women in their lives. And they need to start stepping up also and not um, because I think that's some of the problem, the denial, the not accepting and, and that type of thing. And you see how black trans women get killed and murdered all the time. 